You're listening to the Hustlenomics Podcast, Episode 43. Lauren is the owner, designer, and creative entrepreneur behind L. Ray Design. After attending college for fine art and communication design, Lauren moved almost 500 miles south to the Outer Banks of North Carolina and quickly started her career as a project manager for a renowned underwater photographer. She honed her design, consulting, and social media skills, regularly working with national and international companies and brands before moving to upstate New York and going out on her own. Today, she's a brand strategist, designer, and creative consultant. I loved hearing about Lauren's journey to becoming a business owner, and I know you will too. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy my interview with Lauren of El Ray Design. listening to the Hustlenomics podcast, a podcast all about inspiring female creative entrepreneurs, their stories, experiences, and life lessons. Hear from women working in creative industries who are breaking the rules and doing things their way. Learn from their challenges, struggles, failures, and successes, and get an inside look at their top tools and resources that help them along the way. Hi, everyone, and thank you for tuning into the Hustlenomics podcast. I'm your host, Katie, and today I'm talking with Lauren. She's the owner and the designer behind El Ray Design. So, Lauren, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Do you mind telling our audience a little bit about yourself and your company? Yeah, so I am kind of the owner and designer of El Ray Design. To kind of encompass it all, I am a brand strategist, designer, and kind of creative consultant. So that kind of, it's a wide variety of um, creative services from branding and logo design, all the way to website design, social media marketing, and then overall just creative consulting if businesses need help with planning or marketing or just the overall vision of where they want to go. I love that. So let's jump back a little bit. Do you mind telling us a little bit about your background? Yeah. So I went to school for um, fine art or studio art uh, and graphic design. And then after school, I, well, let me back up. I'm originally from Pennsylvania and I went to school there. And then I moved right after school, 500 miles south to the Outer Banks of North Carolina. And I became a project manager for um, an underwater photographer. And he kind of did a little bit of everything. So I kind of worked with him. He was my mentor. And I kind of honed my skills as a designer and a consultant and honed my social media skills, worked with international and national companies and brands. And then it came time that it just... I wanted to go off and try my own thing. I've always wanted to do that. So I then moved to upstate New York and I started El Rey Design. Oh, okay. So underwater photographer, that is such a unique job. So can you like tell us a little bit about like what that was like working with him and what you learned? Yeah. So I was kind of his kind of jack of all trades assistant, whatever he kind of needed he would go off on these crazy shoots and, you know, do this underwater photographer stuff. He would travel all over the world and all over the United States, either doing his own photography or um, working with other brands to do their photography. And that's how we kind of got started with the kind of creative consulting and kind of social media aspect of it. And then I just kind of, while he went and did all those things, I was kind of at home base working kind of the go-to person with the brands kind of helped them plan and um, put things into action and take what he had done and kind of send it out in whatever form 
that we decided on. So social media or website design or branding or anything. So it really, really allowed me to kind of develop my skills and kind of like my business social skills, if you will, working with so many people who required so many different things packaged so many different ways. Um, It really helped my confidence, like having that ability to go and talk to, you know, national and international brands and, and have them have confidence in me and my skills and then what we did as a business. That is so interesting. And so from this job, you decided to move and start your own business, right? Yeah, it just came to a time where he was looking to go in different directions. And so was I. And so it was amicable. Like we, he realized that I was kind of ready to kind of grow and go further and just kind of pursue my own dreams and my own aspirations. And those L-Ray design is something that I've wanted to do since, you know, forever. So he was like, go for it, you know, whatever. And so that's kind of what I did. I took what I learned there and just kind of enhanced it. Awesome. I love hearing about stories with like supportive bosses. It's not always like that, but I always love to hear that when that happens. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you, you mentioned that you've always kind of wanted to to do L-Ray design. So I'm curious, I'm kind of in a position where, you know, I've worked the nine to five, I've done the side hustle. And, you know, I've been talking to a lot of people too who are in that in-between transition phase. They really want to start out on their own. They want to do their own thing, but it's like, terrifying because you don't know if you're going to have that income and that security. So like how, what was your thought process going through that? Like, is this the right time to jump out on my own? Should I maybe have a part-time job? Can you talk a little bit about your thought process through that journey? Yeah. So it was definitely terrifying. It was something that, you know, I think everyone, when they come to that, that point, they're kind of reflecting internally and going, okay, can I do this? Can I make this work? You know, what makes me so unique that people will want to, you know, join me and work together and create something, you know, really unique. And yeah, so that's totally normal. I say sometimes I tell people like, if you don't, you should have that fear. I think that's what kind of keeps you in check. Because if you just jump and you're totally like, I got this, this is great. I think you're a little, it could be a little overconfident, because you just kind of can be blind about it. So I think fear is healthy. That's kind of what I tell everyone is that fear is normal. And going into LRA design, I just started meeting with other local business. I started locally and just kind of started meeting people. And I went around and I inter- I took that one-on-one FaceTime. I know a lot of people do, you know, they shoot some emails off and introduce themselves. And I think that's great. But people want a face to the name and they want to see you and they want to talk to you. And so I went around my my little local community and introduced myself and I said, hi, I'm Lauren. I'm starting LRA Design. This is what I do. Um, if you have any questions or you need, you need help or are looking for some kind of creative services, here's my card. And I had business cards ready and I had um, a little outline of what I did and my services. And I think that really helped because even if the businesses that I talked to couldn't use my services or weren't ready or weren't at that point... If someone came to them and said, hey, you know, do you know a graphic designer? Do you know anyone who does branding or websites? Um, It really helped me because I think people, when they do need those creative services, other than a Google search, they don't really know who to talk to or where to go. So word of mouth and kind of doing it that way, um, really getting personal with it really, really helped me kind of start at the bottom and grow from there. I love that idea of like going in person. I feel like people don't do that anymore, but just actually meeting people face to face, handing out the business cards. I love that. I think that's, it's 
people, like you said, just do the emails or, you know, maybe even sends a letter or a newsletter out. But I think the face to face, it really makes people stick in your mind and you'll stick in their mind. Yeah. Yeah. And another like kind of thing too, is just talking to people and just even taking your services off, not off the table, but putting them aside, really creating those relationships first and and not focusing on trying because I think today everyone assumes that you're trying to sell something or you want something from them before giving them anything. So I think it's really important to just put those things aside and just introduce yourself as, you know, a human being and just say, you know, we're both business owners, we're both trying to create things. I'm here to help you and vice versa, hopefully. And it just really helps set the foundation for that community. And then you can grow from there. So people kind of let their guard down and really see that you're trying to be, you know, genuine and honest and, and helpful. You want to serve them. So I think that is also another key point too. Definitely. And it sounds like you've moved around a lot. Like you've, you've definitely been in a lot of different places and worked in a lot of different places. What's that been like? Have you had to move your business from place to place or what's it just been like being in different areas of the country and trying to make your business work? Yeah. So I grew up in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, which is like Amish country. Um, And I grew up there. I went to school there. And then I moved, like I said before, to the Outer Banks of North Carolina. And I had been working with that underwater photographer. And then when I started to transition into El Rey, I was at a point where I was looking for the next stepping stone. So I had started the very beginning stages of El Rey there. And then at that point, I actually had met my now boyfriend. So we met and it was just kind of like the perfect timing. And we made the decision for me to kind of move up to upstate New York, which is where he's from, right around like the Adirondack Park. So it was kind of the perfect time. It allowed me to kind of create some roots and foundations in North Carolina. And then moving into upstate, I kind of had to not start all over again, but at least let people know that I was here and that I'm available and that you know, my services are available. So I kind of did the same thing I did in North Carolina. We're a little bit more in North Carolina. It's a little bit tight, more tight knit community as far as like there, I lived in a downtown area, I could walk around to the different businesses. So that was kind of the norm. So when I moved to an upstate, it's a little bit more spread out. There's not necessarily a downtown with a ton of businesses like really close together. So kind of getting my foot in the door was a little bit more difficult because I didn't have all those foundations. So I kind of did the same thing. And I, at this point, I did do the email in, introductions as far as I, you know, went on Instagram and, and Facebook and social media and kind of scoured looking for other local businesses who were in, you know, photographers and um, other creative service people and business owners and did the same kind of thing and actually asked them to go for coffee. So I didn't try to sell them anything or just blankly introduce myself, but I tried to use that as like kind of to get my foot in the door and then just go and chat and just say, Hey, you know, I'm new to the, I'm new to the area. I just want to introduce myself. And if we can, you know, grow a little bit more of a community, I'd love to do that and just kind of did the same thing. So that really kind of helped me as well. Just kind of using that same sort of template in a genuine kind of honest and organic way. 
Definitely. And I read on your website, you have this really cool section called Frequently Asked Questions, which I think is so smart, um, but that you do work with people from all around the country. And it's not just like, you know, local people. So what's that been like? Do you have any strategies that you put into place to kind of manage the fact that you're maybe working with people in different time zones or, you know, you, you're not going to be able to see them face to face? Yeah. So the great part about like the internet and social media and being able to connect is it gives you a ton of different options. When someone reaches out to me, I just had one client who is from North Carolina. And I said, you know, between Dropbox, between um, FaceTime, between Google Hangout, between email and everything else, I go, this can be seamless and streamlined and it can be so easy. So setting up those kind of parameters, it just, you, I just kind of set a a, B, C, like step-by-step, like instructional, like this is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to set it up so that we're setting up those basic things so that we're really successful in our work together. So again, like I said, setting up a Dropbox, setting up, if it's a brand client, like setting up a shared uh, board on Pinterest, all those different things. And then if they do need to in-depth talk about something, I will do a Google Hangout or FaceTime and or on my computer and set it up and really talk to them so they can see me and see, you know, just create that connection. So it's really a great thing and it's actually really easy to do if you are, you know, hundreds of miles away. Yeah, you're so right. I mean, it offers so many options for us to stay in touch with people. Um, But I'm curious, too, there's also the struggles that come with that. Like if you have a brick and mortar nine to five store, people are very aware of like, hey, we're open from this time to this time. After that, we're not open. But when it comes to like the internet and being able to text and email and all that stuff, the hours get a little gray area. It's not always like, hey, these are my business hours and people don't always respect that. Have you found that you've had to set boundaries with people just because it is all online? Oh yeah. So that does, that happened, especially in the beginning. I had, I had a kind of a little bit difficult time being assertive and being kind of setting those parameters because at that point I was so new that I was just like, oh, you know, okay, like I kind of would fold and just kind because of, I wanted to be, I wanted to serve them and have them have a good opinion of me and my work and my business. And, um, but as it kind of has grown, I realized that that, I understand where I was coming from, but it, it's just not, a, it's not good for you as the designer, as the business owner. Like you said, there's a ton of gray area and it could be, you know, at ten, who at 10 o'clock at night, do you really want to be answering a text message or an email or feel like you always have to kind of be on and have your business hat on. Um, So I always up front say, hey, you know, I love to hear from my clients. If you have some some thoughts or you're sitting there drinking coffee and you think of an idea, you know, shoot me an email, shoot me a text. But if it's after five or before 730, eight o'clock in the morning, just know that I will get back to you the next, either the next business day or if it's over the weekend, I'll definitely tag, tag it and send myself, give myself a reminder. And then I'll follow up with you on Monday. So setting those parameters and those kind of instructions in a, you know, a constructive way really helps, you know, the clients to understand where you're coming from. And also, it, you know, like I said before, it kind of takes the pressure off of you as the owner and designer to kind of not have to be on all the time. And you can relax because it's kind of crazy with, you know, everything. So yeah, I have, I struggled with that as well. Still struggle with it a little bit. It's always 
balance between saying no and saying yes. And I feel like no one's ever perfect at it, but (laughs) I'm definitely trying. Yep. It's all about learning and, you know, you'll get there. Definitely. So I would love to kind of go back to when you were first starting LRA Design. And we all, as creatives, love to think that, you know, okay, we just have this amazing idea and it's just going to happen. It's going to be brought into the world and it's going to work out great. But of course, there's all these little practical things that you actually have to do to get started when you're doing a business and starting a business. So what were some of the first steps that you took when you were starting the business? Like, for example, business license, website, what were the first things that you kind of got into? Yeah. So starting out, you as I'm sure you're well aware, you know, you feel like you have a million and one things to do and they all need to be done right this second, right now. And, you know, I always joke that like when I go to start something, it's like, oh, well, I can't start my my website until I have a logo and I can't start my logo until I have a brand board and color palettes and fonts picked out. And, you know, it's like a circle, like you can't start and then you feel stuck and you don't do anything because you just feel so stressed out. <laughs> I'm a big person about writing every single thing down and kind of looking at the paper visually and organizing and picking like the top three things every day. And that really helped me get organized because I could see everything that needed to be done and organize it in a way that was, you know, a little less stressful than it had to be for me. And it allowed me to like check things off as I was going. And so you're right. So the first thing I did was I set up my business name and all the legal stuff first Um, set LRA Design up as an LLC. And then the next thing was I set up, I believe I set up my email. I bought my domain name just to have those. So I knew no one would take them as I'm planning. And as I'm deciding where things are going to go, at least I know I have those and no one else is going to kind of move on them. And then from there, I decided, you know, what do I want? uh, What do how do I want my customer, my client to feel when they come into contact with Elray? What's the feel I want them to get? So I started with that and started compiling like a mood board. And I was, you know, ripping things out of magazines and writing things down, my favorite quotes and putting them all up um, in one area kind of physically. And then I moved that into like a visual, like online version through Pinterest. And from there, I did my logo, designed it. And then from that, I did my website And then from there, I set up all my social media because I knew when someone goes to social media, they want to look for your website. So if your website isn't set up, you know, what are they going to do? So it kind of, it allowed me to kind of set steps and make sure that no matter where my client went, there was something else for them to see or another place for them to to contact me or, you know, message me or whatever. So those were my first kind of initial steps. But then keep in mind, I always tell people too is, there's this pressure to have it all done and all perfect. Um, and something I learned actually from Jenna Kutcher, I'm a huge fan of hers. She, yeah, she's like, don't, you know, I forget how she says it exactly, but it's basically, yeah, done over perfect. And that's something so true because I get, I'm very much a perfectionist and I'm detail oriented and everything has to be right. And that kind of stifles you because you can spend hours and hours and hours and it's not done and nothing's up. Whereas, you know, I'm always fine tuning my website, I'm always updating copy and, you know, how things look. And so it's definitely a process. So I just want to, you know, tell your listeners, like, don't stress out about having everything to be perfect, perfect, um, as long as it's done, and it's a good, 
initial, you know, setup and, and foundation, you're good to go. I agree. And I always have to remind myself, like, if you think back to when you were 13 years old, 18 years old, 25 years old, you change as a person. And that's just natural. And we don't really think about that. But brands and businesses are the same thing. You know, they change as well, and they grow and that's encouraged. And so you know, your website's going to change, your branding might change a little bit. That's a natural process. And so it's like, if we get so hung up on having everything done and ready and perfect right now, it kind of hinders us from that natural growth that is needed for businesses to improve. Oh yeah, that is such a good point. And that's so right. That's exactly how I feel. So how did you narrow down? Well, because it sounds like you're very talented at like a number of things. So how did you narrow down what you wanted to offer? I really just looked at what I love to do. And it's kind of hard to encapsulate it all, I guess. But um, I just really love branding and I love even if it's a, a rebrand, so businesses who have something already established and they want to enhance it or you know evolve as a business and, and a brand, or just from someone who says, I know I just started out and I have nothing, help me. Um, I really love helping businesses you know, mold into their vision in a really tangible way. So start to finish, that includes logo design, and um, business cards and that kind of design and print design and digital design. So it all kind of connects and weaves together. So I kind of look at it as an all-inclusive thing rather than like little tiny specific things, even though I do offer individual services like just website design or just logo design. But I really love building brands. So that all kind of is included in that. And it just kind of evolved that way. Yeah, I like that. You're so right. It, it is all connected. And having one person with that vision kind of touching all of those different moving parts, you really can tell and it, it makes it a lot more seamless. So in your opinion, this is a broad question, but what makes a good brand and what makes a bad brand or bad branding? So good branding to me is just the one thing that sticks in my head right away is cohesiveness. And that's where I kind of come in. It's really nice from a design st- a designer standpoint and a business standpoint, you're going eventually to need all those different pieces to the puzzle. So you're going to need a logo, you're going to need business cards, you're going to need a website, and you're probably in today's age, you're going to need social media. And that itself branches out into social media graphics and Insta story graphics and those kinds of all those different things. So that to me is just that all needs to be cohesive and have the same message and the same feel and the same fonts and colors, things that kind of maybe seem like a no-brainer to me and you. Sometimes business owners do struggle with that and they want their business card to be, you know, one feel or different from their website. And, you know, it just kind of disconnects and doesn't really help your client either connect with you or see that, you know, you are all connected and it all kind of comes together as a whole. So I think that's that's kind of what is good and kind of also what's, I hate to say bad, but yeah, that is kind of what the disconnect and like the, all the different things trying to wrap into one. People have a hard time separating what they what they personally like and what they want their business to be. Some It can be very connected, but it also, you know, someone who loves I had one client say that they love Disney and everything else. And I was like, that's great, but that might not be 
the direction you want your business to go is having, you know, Disney characters on your business card or whatever. That's not really saying who you are and what you do. Somebody else's brand already, Disney. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, I'm like, that's great. I just try to like guide them into the direction of like, well, let's get something. What's deeper than that? Let's dive deeper. Let's, you know, what does that mean? So you're really like animated and you're really like, you love what you do and you know, you're really positive about it. Like, so let's work with those key things that feed into that side interest and let's do it that way to kind of grow your business rather than just going the direct, like very specific form. I like that. Those are a lot of things that, you know, to think about if you're, you're helping somebody else or if you're doing it for yourself. And I felt that when I'm doing it for myself, that I come up against this decision fatigue. Like I cannot make another decision about one more thing. (laughs) Have you dealt with that? Or have you had clients that have struggled with that? And if so, how do you kind of get around that and keep moving? Yeah. So that has happened with me personally and with clients. So I'm in the middle of a rebrand for myself as far as logo and kind of business cards and stuff. And it gets to a point where I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't choose. I can't look at one more color palette or one more, you know, pin or anything like that. And same with clients. Like they're just like, I'm just overwhelmed and I don't know what to do or what decision to make. I couldn't even tell you my name right now. So I say just take a minute. That's when, you know, it's just you're so oversaturated with decision making and visuals. It's just kind of like sensory overload. So my thing is just take the week or take the weekend and take some time and just kind of disconnect. I even urge them to like as much as they can disconnect from you know, anything kind of business related, even if it's just for 24 hours, because I know as a new business owner, and even as a seasoned business owner, it's really, really hard even for myself to disconnect from all of that. So I really just kind of urge them to take some time, take a step back, go do something they love, like go read up, like go take time to read a book or go on a walk or go, you know, work out or whatever they love to do, go do that, go do something you're passionate about. And then when you have a breath of fresh air and you're kind of a little re-energized, you have all that energy to focus and have a new set of eyes on what you're kind of looking at and the direction you want to go. And it helps you kind of reconnect with your original kind of goals and your purpose and your passion too. So that's kind of, I always urge them just to take a step back. It always helps. Yeah, and it does help. So I'd love to talk about social media a little bit. As you mentioned before, it's almost impossible to be a business owner without having to do social media these days. And it's an awesome, awesome resource, especially for, um, you know, visual businesses like we have. But also, I feel like there's a struggle of how much should I post? I feel like I always need to post mm-hmm. it. I really don't feel like it right now. How have you found a good way to balance social media and life without feeling like, oh, I have to be on it all the time? Oh, it is so that's probably one of my main struggles is social media and having the, you know, to feel you have this feeling of to keep up because, you know, when you're not doing it, or you're not on someone else's, and that's really hard, especially I also for three of my clients, I I am their social media um, manager, and they're all kind of under the same umbrella, but they're three different brands and companies. And so I'm posting for three brands on Facebook and Instagram every day, managing it, listening to people's comments, commenting back, answering questions, just following numbers and analytics. So 
start to finish, that's a ton. And so when it comes to me and El Rey, I'm kind of, I get burnt out really easily. And I'm just like, oh, like, this is what I've been doing all day. Like, how do I even have, I don't really have the creativity to keep going and think of new captions and whatever. And it can just be really hard sometimes. So I, planning, planning, planning has been my number one um, kind of deal. It's really helped me even just from a, like, even just a three-day chunk or a two-day chunk, I take the time to kind of plan my things out so I can focus on my clients. But then it helps me um, not feel like I have to, you know, be posting something right now, three times a day, whatever. My personal, uh, not opinion, but what I do is I post once, basically once a day on Instagram and I try on Facebook. And doing that is just, I would like to increase it, but for right now it's enough. Um, and it takes a little bit of the pressure off if I just give myself that, okay, just once a day. But then also coming into it, I try to limit myself to one hour in the morning and one hour in like the late afternoon to kind of catch up on El Rey social media as far as going around and following hashtags and liking other people's stuff and, and commenting really thoughtful things because I think, you know, if I see one more emoji where someone's trying to like engage with just like a thumbs up, I'm kind of like going to pull my hair out. So I think creating something that's really honest and genuine, I, I like to connect in those ways. I think that's what counts for me. So if I just try to focus on those things and give myself limits. Now, I definitely go over those limits sometimes. I can get stressed out about it sometimes, but it really helps me kind of like keep things in pers- in perspective because as I'm sure you know, you feel like you have to like everything and all the time and, you know, monitor all the time and it can just get kind of crazy. So you're so right. I think that's a great strategy. And kind of taking a left turn from social media, I saw you just you started your blog on your website, which is awesome. So what made you want to start a blog and what kind of content are you putting up there? So my blog, it's a challenge to me and I liked that challenge. That's why I decided to try it is I don't have experience doing it. So I do it like I try to do it for now once a month. I'd like to obviously do it a lot more than that. But right now my schedule just allows for basically like once a month. But it's basically, I just, clients have a lot of great questions and they're usually the same questions that come up more than one time. And so I know if my, you know, a few of my clients who have the same questions, probably a lot of people have those same questions. So it's just my way of being able to maybe reach out to, you know, the creative and business owner community and and answer those questions that they might not feel comfortable enough or they don't have the resources to reach out to someone directly and ask. So I just kind of a lot of like how to's a lot of like business advice as like you had asked me like, well, what are some initial steps for you, you know, setting up your business? And you know, this is what I did, or these are my few favorite apps for social media that get me through my work week and really help me shave some hours off my work day so that I'm not up till three in the morning, every single day, you know, trying to just get by. So yeah, so that was kind of, that's my original. I'm still working on it. It's a work in progress. It probably could be a million times better. But it's a challenge. And I just want to kind of grow in that area. So that's why I decided to do that. Cool. Well, I've enjoyed reading it so far. And guys, I'll link to that in the show notes so you can find it because I'm sure everybody's going to check it out as well. And another question I had, as a business owner, we have to wear like 17,000 different hats, either one or two people. With companies, they have all these different people coming in and, and taking care of different things. But if you're a solopreneur, you're doing it all. And so like, for example, I am not 100% 
perfect at bookkeeping and accounting and things like that. And so I know eventually that's something that I'm going to want to outsource to somebody who I know will do a better job. But I'm curious, is there anything in your business that you may feel like you're not 100% great at that you are looking to outsource or the outsource already? And what's that been like? So I right now I do everything myself. So like you said, you wear a million different hats and you're kind of accountable for everything. And the kind of like you said, the accounting aspect and the billing and although those are not my favorite things, that's not what I'm good at. I like you are creative and I'm not, you know, interested in any of that. So that's definitely something like you said, I'm looking to outsource. A side note, you know, staying really organized with Google Docs and like QuickBooks, that also really helps me in those areas that I'm not comfortable with. But I am looking to eventually on my you know, goal list this year is to bring on an intern and hopefully trans help have her help me plan a little bit more. I am really good at planning, you know, the week and the month, but I'm not so great at planning long-term things, even though I have a few key goals for the year, how to now and then I'm just, I have trouble connecting the dots sometimes. So I'm looking to have someone help me get a little organized with that. And then just the day-to-day, like, social media aspect for El Ray so that I can focus more on my clients and not feel like I'm leaving El Ray out to dry. Because ultimately, if El Ray is not doing great, then, you know, how am I supposed to cultivate new clients and, you know, broaden my reach and my range and my audience. So that's really important to me. So I, that intern, I hope will eventually help me in those ways. Um, but I'm just not there yet. It's still all me. It's still all kind of crazy and stressful sometimes. But, you know, having those those planning sessions for myself, even just by myself are really nice. I take time once a month at the end of the month to kind of reflect, enter in all my, all my kind of business expenses, do my accounting, catching up on invoices and those types of things, and then kind of planning for the next month. So that's kind of gotten me by so far, but like you said, eventually I'd like to outsource those things. So hopefully an intern and then eventually an employee or two for right now would be great. Cool. Well, that's really exciting. And you kind of just answered my next question, but is there anything else coming up in the next year or so? Any projects that you're working on that you're just super excited about? So yeah, so hopefully bringing more people onto my team. Right now I work from home In I have a home office and that's been a lifesaver, but I'm kind of already outgrowing it. So I'd love to have my own workspace and somewhere where I can get up and go to. Um, I think that also helps really with accountability. I think my home office has been great so far and it's gotten me this far, but moving forward, I think to keep myself accountable and to, it's really easy to get lazy and, or make, I think I'll do it later. But if you're, you know, you get up and go somewhere, you keep yourself on that nine to five type of situation. It really helps you kind of keep everything else in line. So those are kind of some things that are coming down the pike. Awesome. Awesome. Do you have any resources out there like books, other podcasts, courses, anything that you found helpful that you would recommend to the listeners? Yeah. So like I mentioned earlier before, uh, Dana Kutcher is, you know, great. I listen to her podcast when I need some extra kind of energy and boost for my business. Um, So her podcast, I listen to Elizabeth Gilbert which she is the author of Eat, Pray, Love. And I'm reading her book about creative living. And that has, the book itself um, has been amazing. 
but that has led me into her podcast as well. It's really energizing. I uh, Every Friday, I, lis- I listen to it really early in the morning. I actually go watch the sunrise and I listen to the podcast and it kind of rejuvenates me and kind of gets me hyped up for Friday and then into Monday. So that's really great. Those are kind of my go-tos. And the good old YouTube, like there's some great motivational little videos that are on there too that get me pumped up when I'm kind of feeling down or stressed. Well, of course, guys, uh, there'll be links to all those in the show notes as well. So you can find them and check them out for yourselves. And I would love for you to share how everybody can get in touch with you and check out what you're doing and all that social media and website and all that. Yeah. So my website is lraydesign.com. And same for my social media handles. So on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest, lraydesign, L-R-A-E design. And then if you want to shoot me an email or you're interested in learning more or need those types of services, uh, it's Lauren, L-A-U-R-E-N, at lraydesign.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lauren, for coming on the show. I've really enjoyed talking to you. Yeah, Katie, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. Hey, guys. I hope you enjoyed today's interview. Don't forget that you can check out previous episodes as well as all the show notes at www.hustlenomicspodcast.com. If you want to support the show, you can head over to iTunes and leave a rating or a review. Each review means so much to me, and it really helps the podcast on the business end. If you want to find another way to support the show, we're also on Patreon. You can find a link to our Patreon on our website. If you have any questions or you have a topic you would like to hear covered on the show, feel free to DM me on Instagram or send me an email. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next week. listening to the Hustlenomics podcast, a podcast all about inspiring female creative entrepreneurs, their stories, experiences, and life lessons. Hear from women working in creative industries who are breaking the rules and doing things their way. Learn from their challenges, struggles, failures, and successes, and get an inside look at their top tools and resources that help them along the way.